This is the Not My Fault podcast. I'm here joined by Bronx legend Michael Perez, the bald wonder. <laughs> As always, right? We're down a man today, but uh, we're still we're still running through. We're running there, doing what we're doing. Thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you for streaming. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for bootlegging. Thank you for picking it up from the little Chinese lady in the laundromat. And uh, appreciate as, that. Yeah, we appreciate it as always. Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'll begin this uh, show with a reminder that reviews, ratings, shares, Facebook, Twitter, www.nmfpod.com, as well as iTunes, ratings, reviews, all welcome and very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank buy a t-shirt. Buy a hoodie. Go to the website. Buy, we appreciate that, too. Buy a hoodie. Everything is on there. You got swag. We got hoodies. We got sweatshirts. We got stickers. We got all that fun stuff. Just show the support. You know, love. We appreciate it. Everyone that has and do so. Follow us on Instagram. Not my fault. FR for real. Same thing on Twitter. And we're here for you guys, man. This is another show. Another week. Um, it's been it's been it's been a fun week. Been a fun week. There's a bunch of been a gaming news. Free agency is here. NFL free agency. Yep. Shout out. Um, our favorite teams. Uh, Mike unfortunately is a Giant fan, so his Giants. Fortunately, I am a Giant fan, but okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> you so. know, he's a Giant fan, so we got our local. We got our local representatives. Um, the Knicks are still the Knicks. Uh, myself, you know, Green Bay. We've done some uh, some funny things, and we've done some great things as well. But uh, you know, mm, we're, I disagree, we're, but okay. When the swing of spring, you know, spring cleaning. It's that. It's that yeah. fun. It's that fun time of season. Uh, time of season. Fire time Mark of year. Mac- fire uh, McCarthy already. You know what? I've never, I've never agreed with this man in relation to <laughs> firing Mike McCarthy. But you know, that's a good segue. So, really quick, before we delve into free agency and all that other fun stuff, um, Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback in the league, right? I would say honestly, for me, I've been watching football. Probably uh, hardcore since maybe mm, 91 around that time. And, uh, yeah, and uh, he's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, best like, quarterback. talent-wise, the best I've ever seen. Best quarterback. You know, I watched him in the draft when he got when he got basically played by all the other NFL teams, and we, we got him. We lucked out, and we got Aaron Rodgers. Um, he sat on the bench. It's kind of like the mold and the and the recipe that you want. You want your rookie to sit down and watch a legend or maybe even watch somebody that's very productive. Um, for three, maybe four seasons, maybe that's maybe that's too much. Two to three seasons, learn from that, and then take over the man, you know, take over the mantle, and take your franchise to where it has to go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did so, and tremendously so. He is he is hands down, in my opinion, not even, and I know this is biased a bit because I'm a Packer fan, the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. I think. Um, you know, shout out Tom Brady, shout out all the other legends. Brett Favre, I love Brett Favre, but Aaron Rodgers does it, you know, does it. And with that, with that, they still got him killed last year. You know what I mean? Like he broke, they broke, you know, he he ended up with a broken collarbone. And who was, who was that that drove him into the ground again? Uh, <sighs> there was a it was a linebacker from. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it was Anthony Barr. Goddamn, Purple Peter, uh, Purple from, Peter, uh, linebacker for the purple Minnesota Vikings. People eaters, the Vikings, the most hated franchise. And and he not. he ain't apologized for it either. He didn't. He drove him in the ground. There was like no rough in the pass and none of that nonsense. It. You know, it, it was one of those plays that, you know, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. I would have been happy with a flag. There wasn't a flag, and I can complain a little bit as a fan. But, you know, it is football. You know, they're, they're playing a contact sport, you know. Mm-hmm. So they, they broke his collarbone. But um, 
in retrospect, and even now in terms of 2018 and free agency and whatnot, our offensive line hasn't been addressed, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, Green Bay. You know, our offensive line had its woes in terms of injuries. Um, the depth isn't there. You know, Bulaga, I love Brian Bulaga, but my man is on like his fourth knee. You know what I mean? He's been I reconstructed think, a few times. But my, my question for Green Bay is, okay, you've got um, Adams, cool. You got, um, what's this kid's name? I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. Huh? What position? The same, the wide receiver, uh, the kid that busted Cobb? out, and then last couple of years he's been Cobb? trash. Yeah, Cobb. Yeah. Okay. So you got Cobb too, Randall Cobb. Um, and then you let go of Jordy to sign Jimmy Graham. Now if Jimmy Graham was a, I mean, Jimmy Graham. Don't get me wrong, great for the red zone. Um, uh, in terms of receiving, he's a great tight end, but he can't block for shit. Let's be honest. He's he's not he's not he's not that kind of guy. So um, I think the Green Bay running game is going to suffer, and I think that you know to help out Rodgers a little bit, you, you know, you need you need the running game, you need that to work. And uh, I just I don't know about that signing, man. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the segue there, and that even though Aaron Rodgers, and I, you know what? Let me rephrase this, Aaron Rodgers. Going back to going back to fire Mike McCarthy, um, Aaron Rodgers masks a lot of the bullshit that the Packers have been doing. Ted Thompson, you know, Dom Capers over the over the, over the last couple of years. It's an attribute to his greatness. His greatness has, has been able to overcome a lot of the shortcomings but, that Green but, Bay. But has not had. for nothing though. Uh, when you have a franchise quarterback, that's what they can do. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what you look at any quarterback that 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 you would consider great, and pretty much is what they do. They mask all the. Fuck ups, if you will, of the, uh, the but whether it's the GM or the head coach or whatever, a lot of great quarterbacks can do that, man. I agree with you totally because I mean, in some in some ways, I can I can relate to Mike McCarthy or whoever is helming the Green Bay Packers right now because it's like, yo, we have Aaron Rodgers, we can get by with not doing this and investing somewhere else. I I can understand it on paper, but then as a fan and maybe even just in terms of football, just when I sit back, I look, I'm like. They broke his collarbone last year. Like, my initiative, I'm thinking, and I'm like, the first thing I want to do is make sure they don't break his collarbone again. And releasing Jordy Nelson, wrong or right, you know, cat move, you know, all-time Packer great, all that sort of stuff, Hall of Fame Packer, um, great years. receiver, 11 years. He's now with Oakland. Shout out Oakland. Um I can understand where you want to when you want to uptick in production on the outside. You want receivers. You want somebody that Aaron Rodgers can dump the ball to, shoot the ball to, because he's a great quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to protect your quarterback. And if you go ahead and release an outside receiver to bring in a tight end for about the same money, uh, correct me, he got thirty million over three years. I don't know how much of it was guaranteed. Forgive me for not knowing that right I'm not now. Sure how much is guaranteed. Um, but that at least guarantees you he's he's getting Jordy's contract for year one. You've released Jordy to bring in a tight end that won't block, that won't protect your quarterback. You know, I mean, we've seen Hundley. Shout out to the trade for Kaiser because I actually I am actually very high on Kaiser. I believe he got the short end of the stick in Cleveland. I think he's gonna be. I got it. And okay to okay to good quarterback in I got the it. NFL. Yeah. Jim, Jimmy got three uh, thirty million over three years. So 
Yeah, yeah. 30 million over three years, and, you know, it breaks out to whatever that math is. Was that 10 million That's a 10 year? 10 million a year, but I mean, you don't know what's guaranteed. So. Yeah, don't know what's guaranteed. Um, but again, he's not a blacking tight end. He's a receiving tight end. So we got a red zone threat. We got all that business. And that's fine when you're moving the ball. But these defenses, uh, shout out, again, shout out Minnesota. Minnesota's no joke. They just got Sheldon Richardson. They yeah, added to that line, you know what yeah, I mean? And big pickup, man. That's a division, that's a division of a uh, stout. They got Kirk Cousins, Sheldon Richardson. That's a stout division opponent. And if, uh, Regardless of they division, up, NFC opponent. They picked up Trevor Simeon, too, to be uh, Cousins' backup. So. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think Cousins is going to do his thing over there. And, um, yeah, he should. I mean, he's got, he's got a great receiver. He's got no excuses. Too. That's the fun thing about Cousins. He's got no more excuses. I mean, you got, he's got a team now. You know, the Redskins weren't a team cohesively. You know, they have mm-hmm. their deficiencies everywhere, running game, defense, all that whatnot. But the Vikings are put together. You know what I mean? Like Casey Keenum, Casey, uh, Casey Keenum took them to an NFC championship. And and Cousins has been brought in to take them over that hump. Um, but they still got the Packers to deal with. You know, we got a healthy Aaron Rodgers. And you want to keep him healthy. I don't think Jimmy Graham is the guy to keep him healthy, you know. Um, and that's my quarrel with, like, the whole issue. And that's why I'm like, you know what, for the first time, I'm, I'm sitting here, fire Mark, Mike McCarthy. Because it's like, come on, man. This is, this is your meal ticket. Aaron Rodgers is your meal ticket. And Jimmy Graham, as great as he is, or was, you know, is not the guy that's going to keep Aaron Rodgers going, you know. And, and maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not an NFL expert, right? But uh, yeah. don't pretend to be. However, I love my Packers. I love football. And, uh, and yeah. I'll, um, I, like what, I like what the Browns are doing right now. I like I the mean, Cleveland Browns. I mean, uh, traded for Tyrod Taylor. Who's gonna basically be your um? Because you know, obviously they're gonna take a quarterback in this draft, and then um, they'll have a uh, Tyrod as you know a third. I think they got him what for a third round pick. So I mean, it'd be like a one year rental. Then you got Jarvis Landry. Um, you got a uh, Coleman on on the outside as well. Um, I'm trying to think of the receiver right now. The one that just came back off the uh, smoking weed or whatever. Josh uh, yeah, Josh Flash, Gordon. Flash Gordon. Man. Flash Gordon. Um. You got uh, Najoku out of Miami from last year, coming uh, off the rookie year. That's who the Giants should have drafted. As much as Ingram, as, as much as Ingram did his thing, uh, I mean that's that's uh that's that's to be determined. I mean, I, I would I would put it that way. So I mean, I like I like, I like what the Browns are doing, man. Making some and they, they got a lot of picks in the draft too. So um, definitely like what they're doing. The um, Browns are positioned in a way, and I'm not alone in the sentiment. The Browns are predi- are positioned. To go from zero wins, one win in twenty fifteen in twenty sixteen, right? Zero wins in seventeen eighteen. To I will put, I am willing to, and you know, NMF, NMF, hold me, hold me to this. The Browns will make the playoffs. I feel they are an eight plus win team with their roster the way it is now. I mean, not counting their their draft picks, they're loaded in the draft. I would they say have four I, of the top thirty five picks in the draft. I would say as a NFL fan, it would just be nice to see the Browns come out of the AFC North as opposed to the Steelers or the Ravens, you know, any one of, any one of those teams, whatever. It'd be nice to see the Browns come out. You know, it'd be uh, it'd be nice to see. I mean, you can't. It's almost. Uh, and listen, I again. The NFL has its systems. These guys, they go through. This is their career. This is what they focus on. This is nonstop football. Hugh Jackson, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the list goes on, right? 
these guys, this is what they live and breathe. So I don't want to diminish them too much, right? Because I'm going to say something right now that's going to be like hurtful. But like, you've got to be totally incompetent to fuck up the Brown situation right now. Shout to Shashi. Yeah, Sashi Brown, man. <laughs> he 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 is the unsung hero for what the Browns are potentially able to do. I mean, they are barring some some crazy draft day uh, uh, shenanigans. They are positioned to take on take Saquon Barkley number one, and they got Carlos Hyde by the way. Giants will get Barkley. Yeah, they can take Saquon <laughs> Barkley number one, and then take whoever they want at QB at number four. I think they talk. I think they're gonna take Darnold number one, whatever quarterback they believe in. Yeah, just to uh, I guess block the Giants, so to speak. Because not even so much to block the Giants, but it takes Saquon, and then it's like you got the Colts and you got the Giants. Uh, and I would be inclined to believe that if um, if Saquon is not there, the Giants are gonna take uh, take uh, the running back. So I'm sorry, take a quarterback. So, I mean, that's one quarterback off the board. And then if somebody trades up, take the Colts spot at number three, that's another quarterback off the board. And then maybe they're left with their third choice. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, I'd say they're going to take a quarterback number one overall. I mean, they just signed Carlos Hyde, too. We didn't mention Carlos Hyde. Pretty good back, especially behind that O-line. So, um, that's a... Uh, that's another good get for them. And then you got uh, you got Duke Johnson there, too. He's more of like a scat back. Um, catch passes out of the backfield. Hyde to be uh, the guy to go in between the tackles, get the hard you know hard, hard yards, so to speak. And then um, I, I would just say just take a quarterback number one overall. You know, I mean, you don't uh, – I mean, nice to have Saquon, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, you just gave Hyde um, – I think it was fifteen million over three years. That's five million per year. I mean, that's um, I would think that's starter money for spending. You know, with the running back market. I mean, the elite running backs they make about twelve million a year. I mean, Hyde is not elite, but five million a year for a running back, uh, he's gonna get a decent amount of playing time. So, I would um, I would assume they're gonna go with a quarterback number one overall. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, they 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 picked up Tyrod Taylor and Tyrod Taylor. This is the disrespect to Tyrod Taylor in that. The man has done nothing but essentially win football games. You know what I mean? He's been an even-keel quarterback, but he doesn't lose you games, you know? Um, The knock on him is he hasn't gone out and won you a game. He can't win you a game, but he's he's a game manager, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, he's a... He's he's not accurate, you know. In terms of throwing the ball, but he won't throw too many interceptions. So I mean, he's a guy that will take care of the ball, and he'll, you know, you kind of gotta want your defense to, um, your defense is to carry them. You know, I mean, he can't, um, like, you can't give him the ball with two minutes on the clock and say, "Hey, go win me the game," because most of the time, that's that's not what's gonna happen. So you gotta hope that you got some kind of lead, and you know, he doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't do anything crazy, and you know, he they he helps you to win the game that way. So I, I think. I think they are, they're gonna, definitely going to get a quarterback. Uh, and then, you know, you see what, you know, his old team, the Bills, did. They signed A.J. McCarron. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, the jury's still out on him. Uh, limited what we saw from him throughout his four-year career. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But I think the Bills, too, they're going to they're gonna get a quarterback. I think, uh, I mean, A.J.'s just another, like a stopgap, so to speak, uh, yeah. in between when, them getting another quarterback. So, that's another team. Um they got the 12th pick overall and the 22nd pick in the first round. And then I think they they as well have two picks in the second round. So uh, they're going to be looking to trade up to get a quarterback themselves. I'm sure they've talked to the Giants. I'm sure they're going to talk to the Colts. Um, I mean, I've seen mock drafts where they see, you know, 
I think I saw one where the Colts traded up to number three and, and grabbed like Josh Rosen. And that's why I'm saying I don't know if the Browns are going to take that chance and say, you know what, let's go Saquon number one and then get a quarterback at four. Well, the guy you want might not be there. You, I mean, yeah, that's five, six. I mean, I mean, there's like eight quarterbacks that I've, I've seen people talk about in this draft. Obviously, we know the main five. But um, the, Cleveland might be only in love with two of them. They might not believe in the other guys. Mm-hmm. So if they like, let's say, I don't know, Darnold and Allen, and they're not really high on everybody else, well, you better make sure you grab one of those guys because they might not be there for so, you know, I mean, that's why I, th- I think they're going to grab a quarterback. And, I mean, honestly, I want that to happen because I want the Giants <laughs> to get Saquon Barkley. I mean, that's – I mean, I, and I know – because if the Giants draft Saquon Barkley, what that tells me is that they believe in Davis Webb. That's what that tells me. They believe in what – that Eli's got something left in the tank, and they believe in Davis Webb. Because if they didn't feel that way, then I'm sure they'd grab a quarterback in number two themselves, regardless of what Cleveland does. So – um, that's what will be exciting to me as well. It's not just getting Saquon Barkley, but it's also like management is saying, we believe in Davis Webb. And, I mean, I've seen a lot of videos of Davis Webb working out. I mean, it's like don't one, like I said, in the backyard. But, I mean, he looks good or whatever. And the kid, the one thing I know about Davis Webb from, you know, just from following his, his career so far is the kid works hard. So, um, and, I mean, I, I remember last year towards the end of the year, players like uh, Landon Collins said that the, the Giants don't need to go out and get another quarterback. Yeah. They already have, you know, uh, Eli's hair apparent, so to speak, and uh, – in Davis Webb. So, I mean, let's see what happens. I mean, you know, um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. No, I mean, and that's an important point. I mean, if the team believes in who they have already, you know, I, I think there's value in keeping that going, right? Um, collectively. Like, your team performs better when they believe in who they have, you know? And if they already right. believe in Davis Webb, then you might as well keep that going, right? But if I'm the Browns, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, okay, the Giants believe in Davis Webb. So the Giants are going to take Saquon Barkley. So Saquon Barkley is an absolute. Like, he's not going to be there by four. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's the absolute. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you look at the quarterback pool, you may have one out of five gems, right? My personal opinion, Baker Mayfield is a gem of the quarterback class. You know, a lot of people have a hard-on for Josh Allen because he can throw 70-yard bombs all over the place. But he can't hit the broads out of a barn. You know what it is for me personally, whatever. There was times where I said, you know what, Baker's my Baker's the guy to me. Then, then there's times where I've seen Josh Allen. Yeah. Then I've seen Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I've seen Rosen, um, and it's like I see these guys, and I think to myself, this guy's a guy. Even Sam Darnold, same thing with him too. And it's like I feel like I'm always changing my mind. Like I, yeah. I mean, when we saw the combine, I mean, Josh Allen, I mean. He wowed people with his arm, you know? It's crazy. Like, and there's so many scouts that have said that he has the strongest arm they've ever seen. Like, that's crazy for a scout to say that. A quarterback, you know, in 2018. Shout out Brett Favre. Well, this guy has a strong (laughs) arm to him, supposedly, because they're saying this kid has the strongest arm they've ever seen in terms of just how fast he can throw the ball, how far he can throw the ball. Um, and we've seen some quarterbacks with obviously with great arms or whatever. And for them to say that is it, it's pretty impressive. That yeah. I mean impresses me. I and mean, then to just see him throw at the combine, they said that a, a lot of the scouts were saying that. And Matt Miller in particular from Bleacher Report, he was saying that was it. What was interesting to him was that when he saw uh, Allen throw at the Senior Day uh, pro, Senior Bowl, and when he saw him throw at the combine, that I forgot exactly what it was, but it was like some hitch in his throwing motion. I think he either got I think he got rid of it or something where he was. It was something with his base and throwing where it led him to be inaccurate when he was throwing a ball, like in a short, intermediate uh, throwing area. And it, he was like, things like that, you can show he's working every day and he's improving. So, I mean, and, and 
everybody's saying, I mean, he's the guy that has a high ceiling on everybody in the draft. So yeah. I'm just saying that to say that sometimes I see him. I see Lamar Jackson, who's a, an extraordinary athlete. Um, then you see Sam Darnold. They, everybody says Sam Darnold's a kid with the intangibles. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a kid with the moxie. You know, uh, um, yeah, you can say cocky or confident, whatever you want to say. But the kid that you know, um, um, he he he's basically he wears his emotions on his sleeve. He's a leader. Yeah, the, every, the team is gonna rally around him. So and then uh, and Josh Allen's, who everybody says throws one of the prettiest balls you've ever seen, and that. If it was a game of seven seven on seven with no uh, no line or anything like that, that they they'd want him as a quarterback. Or if you're playing flag yeah. football, you want Josh Rosen as your quarterback. So I mean, for me personally, I, if the Giants do take a quarterback, I'm just gonna hope that we get the best guy available because yeah. honestly, I cannot tell you. I, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll switch my opinion again tomorrow. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you're sitting there with, I'm the Browns. I'm sitting with the number one, right? I see question marks at every quarterback, right? They they brought in Tyrod That's Taylor fair. because he's going to be fair. the bridge. He's going to be the bridge. So if I see questions at every quarterback, Josh Allen has the strongest arm. Mayfield mm-hmm. is the best leadership. You know, uh, Rosen is probably the most complete NFL quarterback. Uh, uh, Darnold is, is another guy with prospects and has questions, you know, and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And I'm sitting there at number one, Saquon is the lock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't go wrong with Saquon. Yeah. And behind that offensive line, it's just like it's too attractive. And it's one of those situations where I would be, and I'm sitting here today, I would be shocked. And it's the Browns. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be totally shocked because it's the Browns. I would be shocked if the Browns fucked this up. Like, it's like, take Saquon because he is locked. He is going to be your running back for the next seven years. And then whatever quarterback is there at four, because they all have questions, you can build with. They can all work the, the 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 scenario is the Aaron Rodgers scenario not that they're going to grow into Aaron Rodgers but they can sit underneath Tyrod they can watch the game they're not going to be thrown into the fire the way Kaiser is my fear is that this team is so loaded with talent they have so many picks that their GM their owner is going to think they need to win now and they're not ready to win now I'm saying they can make the playoffs, but they're a bump. You know what I mean? They're not ready to take the Steelers. They're not ready to take the Packers. They're not ready to take the Vikings. They're not ready to take on a a solid team yet. But these these Browns have enough to build something within two to three years to be, holy shit, the Browns are no longer wearing paper bags on their face. These guys are legit. And I think your quarterback that you take at this draft as a, you know, I'm not a Brown fan. <laughs> Maybe I sound as one. I've been talking in the group chat left and right. I'm a Brown fan, right? Just the way Sashi Brown, shout out to him again, because he doesn't get enough credit for the situation the Browns are in right kinda now. Like, kind of like Hinky with the 76ers. Exactly. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. They tanked enough to build enough. I mean, listen to this roster. Without the draft, Tyrod Taylor at, Q- at QB. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde at running back mm-hmm. and Duke Johnson. Yeah, it's not a it's not a one shot. It's not a Carlos Hyde on, alone good, with his good, injury. It's a good tandem. That's a that's a good one too. Josh Gordon, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry, yeah, uh, and Joku. Don't forget Coleman too. I like it, Coleman as a wide receiver too. I'm, I'm I'm bugging out. I forgot I got Coleman. Like he wasn't anybody. He broke his hand a couple times, but Coleman mm-hmm. was also another up and coming receiver. Right. That receiving squad, and in Joku. And let's not forget, they had a top 10 offensive line all season long. Mm-hmm. Without Joe Thomas, 
He retired. He's not here anymore. But without Joe Thomas, they had a top 10 offensive line. He's got a good offensive line, yeah. You know, they, they I think per cap, but per cap, they had the most invested in offensive line across okay. the NFL. Uh, I could be wrong about that. They may be, they're at least top five right now, mm-hmm. considering, you know, the Giants paid a bunch of money. Um, you know, the Panthers signed somebody who was mm-hmm. a lot of money. Not the Panthers. The Panthers lost Andrew Norrell. He went to the uh, correct, Jacksonville correct. Jaguars. Correct. He's the highest paid uh, guard in the league now. Correct. So, I mean, uh, other teams paid on their offensive lines as well. But the proof is in the pudding. You look at who was in the playoffs last year and who went to the Super Bowl, right? And per capita, you know, uh, outside of Tom Brady, he's an all-time GOAT, you know, that sort of stuff. But you look at who made the playoffs, you know, and who who succeeded in the playoffs. The quarterback, even as 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 dominant as that position is and as vital as that position is, the Jaguars made it to the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. The Vikings made it there with Casey Keenum. Mm-hmm. So the quarterback is vital. However, you can get away. You can get away and you can mask a lot of those quarterback ills or woes. The Eagles won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. With that's, Nick Foles. That's still crazy Their to me. backup quarterback. Though they did it on the legs of of their boy, he went. What 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 week did he go down? Was it week eleven? Uh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he uh, twelve something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, eleven or twelve. I can't remember him and diving in the end zone and hit him in the knee, and um, that, that was it. So yeah, I think and, he's, he, and he's putting up MVP numbers though. He was he was doing some. Uh, Wentz, was doing some Wentz, solid work. Wentz has been pretty good. So I mean, and that's the guy that uh, they're comparing Josh Allen to. I mean, they've said it. Uh, I mean, Mike Mayock of the NFL Network said that uh, in terms of from an athlete athletic perspective that um Allen is faster he's a better athlete uh throws the ball better it's just that the difference, <laughs> he's the difference between though. them is he's, he's not, not accurate, I mean he man. doesn't have it like uh in the, in between the ears so to speak he's not as you know accuracy is hard to teach man yeah i mean he, the leadership skills the like once is just a, a genius in terms of uh you know just playing football from the quarterback position so um those are things that Allen's got to learn to implement into his game so i don't know i mean i don't know if that's going to happen but you know those are the two guys that are compared a lot you know as far as uh when i see rookies compared to a lot of people comparing to wentz and yeah and they came from small schools. small schools yeah though wentz came from d1 uh allen mm-hmm. is from what d2 or d3 um no i think that was d2, a d2 right? school uh central central wyoming something like that he came yeah. from d2 smaller school you know what mm-hmm. i mean but still the talent is there you can see the talent right i think it was the only school so, that offered him a scholarship he said and allen i think is a project Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that's going to be maybe two, maybe three years max, but I think two you years, know what? you know. I could see if, let's say, the Browns take Saquon, I could see the Giants drafting Josh Allen. I just have a sneaky feeling that that's what they're going to draft. He's a guy I, that I you can build with, not this year, not even next right. year, but he two years from now, he's and he, ready. And he doesn't have to play next year because Eli's yeah. still there. So, I mean, yeah. I, could, I could see it. Yeah, and you know what? As much as, as much as I hate the Giants, it'd be a good look for the Giants to take their quarterback – air at that spot it would be but going back to the browns like you can't fuck it up like that's that team and this is not counting the the defensive side the defensive side is stout they Mm -hmm. had a top five running defense their secondary wasn't shit outside of the fact that greg jackson thinks that he can play this angel defense and have you know peppers sitting down 25 yards uh, you know playing strong safety when he's a free safety but 25 yards down the field Mm -hmm. they can figure that out but the defense their personnel is legit yeah. And you got four picks in the top 35. Yeah. You can trade down, trade for more players, whatever you got to be. And even if you take those four players, you have legitimate starters. Four picks in the top 35, those, those are starters somewhere on your on your offense and defense. 
You know, they don't have to be stars, but they are starters. They're role players. They are legit players, you know? And that's not counting the personnel they have already. And their their cap situation is great. Like, the Browns, you know, Sashi Brown does not get enough, enough credit for this, you know? Um, he built something that every other NFL team is going to try to mimic in some way. Shout out to the Dolphins because they'll probably be the next team to do this shit. Because they just did a mass exit of a, a you know, Sue and everybody no, else. I can, on this. I can already tell you who's the next team. There's another team in AFC, and it's the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. They're working on that. Yeah. Buffalo Bills are projected to have 100 million in cap space in 2019. So uh, maybe that'll be the team in the AFC East that can finally take overtake the Patriots. Well, they're gonna lose Brady, and there's I mean, there's there's rumblings so. internally. You know, you saw the. Uh, you saw the Gronk tweet where he's like, you know, be happy. Well, the Instagram post where he's like, be happy, play well, free. Yes, yeah, well, yes. like, it's like inside. Well, what about the shit? ESPN article where they said that uh, Brady and Belichick were at ends and um, um, and Kraft as well, the owner. Yeah. They were all beefing with each other and yeah. stuff, all this kind of crap. And then Brady had like some trainer and the trainer was trying <laughs> to influence all the other players and Belichick got pissed off and banned him from, you know, any being anywhere near the team. So... Um, I can't stand the Patriots. I mean, as a New Yorker, fighting is great. Fuck the Patriots. And yeah, I mean, as a person that roots for the Knicks, the the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, fuck every team in Boston. Fuck I the can't, Celtics. I can't stand them. I mean, yeah, the only I, team I think I dislike more than the Celtics are the Bulls. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But uh, last couple of years, I hate the Celtics more than any other. No, team even in still, I still I dislike seeing the Bulls on anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got to speaking of the Bulls, we got to we got to we got a call in here. <laughs> we got a Bulls fan. It's a good fan. segue right there. We got a Bulls fan here. We're going to we accept this call from a Bulls fan just to let them know how bad that team is um from 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 our perspective. What's and, up? Uh, and live joining us right now is our man Joe at what the duke. Got his own podcast. Joseph, what's what, up, man? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Cool, cool, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? I am uh, terrible because I uh, just started out with uh, talk about the Bulls, and I have really nothing for you guys. I can't <laughs> even really insult the Knicks, and that's that's messed up. If I can't insult the Knicks, you know it's bad. Well, well you, you know, know what? You shouldn't have anything for us because the Bulls really don't have anything to go off of. So, uh, our listeners... Just so I can segue into into this Bulls chat, and we're not going to go too deep into it, but uh, a brief history as a Bulls fan, and Joseph, correct me if I'm wrong here. You really only have one era. Like, there's nothing pre-Jordan, post-Jordan, and there's no reason to really like the Bulls as a franchise outside of Michael Jordan. I mean, they had a correct. good... Go ahead, you have no era. No era. None. Who? Zero error. The Knicks fans have no error. None. How do we have? Uh, how do we have no error? Walcott, Frazier, you know, Willis our, Reed. In our lifetime, but we've known each since we've known each other. We've known each other quite some time, and since then, you guys have nothing. Well, here, nothing to speak <laughs> here, here's where here's where I disagree with both of you. Uh, obviously, the Knicks do have another error. They made two NBA Finals with uh, Patrick Ewing as their center and captain. And so I think the Knicks do have an era, um, the, the era that as a kid, you know, when I first started watching them, and then even the Bulls, I would say the Bulls have, had an era after Jordan. I mean, when they had Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, jo- Joakim Noah, Todd Gibson, those teams made some good runs. Just the same same situation the Knicks had. The Knicks ran in a uh, 
Nah, they didn't Le- make uh, it Michael Jordan and the Bulls ran into LeBron James. Same, same thing. No, no, yeah, I totally agree with uh, Mike on that. I, mean, I think we're talking championship runs, errors, oh. yeah. But, yeah, of course, it makes sense. Errors in that, that respect. Yeah. But even then, like, I just, I just intrinsically feel like all the bull love, and Joseph, I understand you love the franchise, but all the bull love is tied to one man. Because you, you, th- there's <laughs> nothing else to, 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 like, to, like, tip your hat to. Like, there's nothing there. Like, you know, like, they weren't even an original team. They came in the NBA after the fact, right? And then they joined and they were nobody. And then, you know, you guys lucked out on the draft and you got, you got arguably the greatest player of all time. Yeah. No, that, that's the thing. He is the greatest of all time. <laughs> that's the problem. They had one guy, but that one guy Debatable. happened to be the best. <laughs> so there's nothing. Yeah, we're still chasing him. So until he is caught, and no LeBron James didn't catch him, so let's not do that. So until he is caught, I'm good. <laughs> nah, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan yeah, is definitely is, the goat, though. Is, is I mean, I, I couldn't stand them playing against the Knicks. I mean, um, it's total hate. It's total hate on my part. Yeah, but you you have to just respect the uh, greatness, if you will. So, uh, but now, now we'll say, uh, you know, those are back in the Knicks and the Bulls glory days, if you will, so to speak. I mean, glory more for the Bulls, obviously, because they won championships. But now they're battling for uh, lottery positions. Like the Bulls uh, just beat the. Um, the actually it beat the Grizzlies last night and the Knicks yes, they did, yeah, and the Knicks and the Knicks lost to the seventy sixers. So now the Knicks are half a game up for the eighth for the eighth spot in terms of worst record in the NBA and the Bulls are now ninth. So uh we got that going for us in a stacked stack what looks to be a stacked uh, NBA draft. Yeah. I I don't really watch any anything Bulls. Uh, we play Cleveland tomorrow, so I might check that out. Um, just to see LeBron demolish us. But other than that, yeah, I don't really pay much attention to the Bulls games other than wins and losses. So mm-hmm. when they when they win, I don't even check the box score because I'm that upset. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think I counted Mike five five Bulls I can name five. Oof. Uh, that's pretty bad. Well, you, got, you know what? You got Larry Markkinen. Markkinen looks like he's a he's a he's a legit talent. You know? oh, yeah, you know who surprised me the most on that team besides Markkinen? Chris Dunn. I got him on fantasy squad. I told you about him though, Mike. I told you about I did, Dunn. I did, man. I'll be honest. I did sleep on Chris Dunn. I was like, nah. But you know what? I, it was really unfair of me. It was he only had one year in the league, and I mean Minnesota already gave up on him. I guess that's why I kind of gave up on him. But yeah, I mean, nah, man. The kid is uh, you know, he's he's been great. So he plays defense. Um, he's been a, a way more efficient player this year. I don't know if it was a, a confidence thing or whatever, but he's gotten a lot better. You got uh, Zach Levine. Um, they're going to have another pick in the draft. They're going to have cap space themselves. So, um, I mean, I hate to say it because I can't stand him, but they're trending in the right direction, to be honest with you. I don't know if Hoiberg is the guy. I've already made my feelings known. I don't think he's a good NBA coach, but... Well, right you know direction. what? I think... Um... Not to not to steal their thunder, but I think the Knicks are still trending in the right direction. You know, we we've got we've got questionable questionable leadership, but we've got certain pieces that I think are in place that'll be okay. I mean, we've got KP, who the jury. I mean, in my I'm a Knicks fan, but and I love KP. I I will not talk. Sh- you know, this is this. Let me let me let me let me phrase this the right way. This is not to talk shit about KP because I think he is a legitimate talent. I think. 
He is somebody to be watched, and I think he's somebody to be reckoned with in the NBA at some point. Mm-hmm. However, I have I have reservations about big men that move the way KP do, and largely because of like those injuries that he's sustained, you know, ankle, knee, that sort of stuff. I agree. I, you know, I agree. And that's the only real question I have about KP and using him as a focal point for like franchise building, you know. And I and I look at like someone like Anthony Davis, like it's the same sort of scenario. Like Anthony Davis is technically, I mean, he's playing at MVP level and all that stuff, but Definitely he should is. be the heir apparent to, like, the NBA because of his size, his stature, what he can do on the court. But he just can't stay off of the IR, stay off of the, you know, uh, the, the injury well, report. And it's because I don't think a human body is built to do what you're supposed to do. Uh, or what, not what you're supposed to do, but what you're doing at the NBA level at seven feet, well, you seven know foot plus, you know? I'm, I'm, I might sound biased saying this as a Knicks fan, but the thing with KP, and I, I think in a way this blessing is an injury. In, this blessing, this injury is a blessing in disguise, and I'm going to say it for multiple reasons. One, obviously, because it enables the Knicks to suck this year and possibly get a higher <laughs> draft pick and then uh, in, in, in what looks to be a very good NBA draft. And then two, um, what is he going to be doing this whole offseason? Leg work. He's going to be working on his base, and he's when you for three years. Yeah, no, nah, but when you're big, yeah, but he's going to work on his legs like he's never worked before. I mean, he's going to be work, doing leg exercises every day. I mean, his legs are going to become very, very strong, and that'll that'll help him when he's posting up, boxing out, things of that nature. So I think personally, he has a chance to come back even stronger from this because he he's forced to work on his legs every day. That's yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be we, we'll have to wait. You might not even see it next year because it'll probably be on a minutes restriction. It'll come halfway through the year. But I think at the beginning of the 2019 season, you, you might start to see that. I mean, that, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. It's, it's possible. We can't ultimately rule that out. But I'll say going back to the Knicks, the thing is James Dolan is still the owner. So, I mean, it's always shaky. I mean, they're going to have – they have all their draft picks. I mean, that's the one good thing. Um, by 2019, they'll have a decent amount of cap space. So not this summer, but next summer. And that's when Clay Thompson is a, is a free agent. Kyrie Irving is a free agent. So well, who knows Kyrie, if they'll get Kyrie's those guys, expressed but... his interest in the Knicks. You know, he wanted he wanted to be a New York boy. Kyrie, come home. Yeah, Kyrie, come home. I would love for Kyrie <laughs> to be a New York man. As much from, as I love Frank Nitty. He's from Jersey, but. But, yeah, hey, 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 Jersey is still New York yeah, realm. Yeah, the Nets no area. longer re- reside there, you know, Try so it's still. You know, and I would love, I would love nothing more than to see Kyrie in a Nick jersey. Like, I think it would be phenomenal. That's somebody I can see building a franchise around. And he has knee trouble, too, you know. But it's just his size and his and his, and his his game oh, yeah. is not conducive to, like, an injury. I just feel like, I feel like KP is an injury waiting to happen, you know. And it's What's just... that, Joe? Kyrie and LeBron? What about them? Ooh, LeBron at the gar- in the garden? New York? Nah, Le- LeBron going to LeBron, LeBron's LA, man. LeBron's not coming to the Knicks. He's going to LA, man. He wants to sit out there in the sunshine. I, I, I've said it before. I think I said in the the episode prior. I think I think LeBron's going to the Rockets, but we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. I would uh, I would guess the Rockets actually. That's my he, first he guess. He wants to go team up with the other two chokers because yeah. chokers like to team up together. He's not <laughs> he's not staying in Cleveland. I mean, he's been very demonstrative when they're not playing defense. He gets all upset. You see it all the time, like every game, even with all his new teammates since the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, I think he's leaving. And I, I think he's going to Houston. I think that's the only team that he's going to go to. I, I don't think he's going to the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, who else is it? Who, who, I mean, I've heard the Hawks are going to have cap space. There's no way he's going to Atlanta. He's going nah. to the Rockets. That's what's going to happen. He's always wanted to play with Chris Paul. Uh, Carmelo Anthony can opt out of his contract. Um, 
And, I mean, I know Wade recently said he's only going to play for the Heat for the rest of his career, but who knows? If those those three guys are there, you know, Chris Paul, LeBron, Melo, maybe uh, Wade changes I, his mind. I think at this point LeBron lives to stick it to the Golden State Warriors. And if that's in the West Coast, I think he would love that even more than, like, on the East, you know? That, if they get LeBron and, and you got CP3 – and uh, and James Harden, that's that's man, that's that's formidable. That's a, man. That's a then then team. I could stop saying, you know, like that's nobody's beating team. the Warriors. That would be a great series. That's man. a ridiculous team, man. That, that would that, be a great series. On paper, that's a ridiculous team. Yeah. So Joseph, again, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, we berated the Bulls a little bit there, and we got into Knicks talk and NBA. Well, you know, a bit. before, but hold on, before you let Joe go, I want to know. No, uh, no, no, I'm not letting him go. Okay, I want to, I want to get his opinions on uh, what our Giants have done this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Going back gonna, into the NFL free agency. Yeah, I want to go into NFL free agency and what do you think the uh, Giants' next moves are and free agency as a whole. Um, we we talked a little bit about the Browns and their positioning. You know, the right. Giants obviously have the number two pick. Um, I'm firmly of the camp that the Browns cannot fuck up this number one pick and they will take Saquon. <laughs> um, but you know, we you know, you guys are Giants fans, and you're you're hoping you're hoping for the best, here and you get Saquon for oh, yourselves. Man. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> and I'm, and what I, but Joe, before you go, I, I was gonna say like the, what I told Alex was, uh, this is the thing for me. If the if the Giants take, well, let me go back to the Browns first. If the, there's there's like five, six, seven quarterbacks in this draft. I mean, and there's a main five. Now. That doesn't mean that Cleveland believes in all five. They might only believe in two of them. So when it when the draft goes back to four, their guy might not be there. So I think they take the guy they want, and it enables the Giants to hopefully get a Saquon Barkley. Um, so then with with the Giants, if they then grab Saquon Barkley, we know what that tells me. Okay, now we got a great running back for the next at least seven years. But also that means they believe in Davis Webb. I mean, I know they come came out. No. Early. And said, uh, I don't know if have already come on and said that, uh, you know, they, they believe in Eli for the next two years, whatever the case may be. But that also told me they believe in Davis Webb. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I, I agree with everything. I do like, like the free agent moves. I will start by saying I do like them because other than Jonathan Stewart, I don't really care for that guy. <laughs> um, but uh, the moves are good. We got linebacker help, which we need. Here to is we got the biggest douche of the universe. In all the galaxies, there's no bigger douche than you. Don't pay attention to Alex. <laughs> That's Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so I do like that. As far as the pick, I do think Cleveland will fuck this up. <laughs> I said this years ago, and it worked out because KP ended up being a good player, but I told my friend, He's also my uh, co-host on my show, What to Do, Little Plug-In. Nigga hurts. The Knicks were picking him. So I guarantee they're going to fuck it up. And they picked KP and everyone booed. And I said, I told you they were going to fuck it up. Cleveland is going to fuck it up, which is going to give us Barkley. And we are going to be awesome. Do you think, I mean, so obviously you think they should take Barkley. I mean, is there a quarterback that you think they should take? I mean, if they go quarterback, that you would you would say, okay, they're not fucking this up if they don't take Barkley? Um, the only way I think they should take the quarterback is if they legit, like, go with the guy. Me, personally, I think they would, uh, I would go with Rosen. Who's that? Rosen, chosen. Oh, Rosen. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's not my number one quarterback, but yeah. I mean, like I just told Al, you can make a case for any one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, you can. So, 
Yeah, I mean, they all got their awards, but, you know, you can make a case for either one or whatever. So I saw online that the Giants have somewhere under $25 million left in the cap. Is that what it is? I mean, you know what it is? I don't get into the cap. And, I, and like, for example, like, they just got Alex Ogletree, the linebacker yeah. for the Rams. They made a trade for him. And his salary was $10 million, But they were able to prorate his contract. Like, I think about $6 million of it or about okay. half of it over three years. So his cap hit is only, like, five. So it's kind of hard to look at what a guy's supposed to make. I mean, that's what you have capologists for. Well, I think for this year, they're un- they only have about they're just under twenty five. I mean, they they're just under twenty five. But just for an example, I mean, you, you, it's hard it's hard to say that because, and the reason why I'm saying that because, for example, if they cut Dwayne Harris and then they cut Brandon Marshall, and then uh, Which is and, and let go of like John Jerry, that frees up another about another about another ten million. Now, why okay. would you do something? I mean, you wouldn't do something like that now. But if you can get someone like the honey badger, pair up with Landon Collins, and hey, let me free up this ten million real quick. And if you know if he has legit interest, then you do that and you go after a guy like that. So I mean, it's always a ways around the cap. So talking free agency, I think if you have those twenty five, let's just say they have twenty five, right? right. Um, you go with a rookie quarterback because you get him, you get him under that rookie contract, and you had him solidify. And there's 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 oh, yeah. there's stats out there to show that like a Super Bowl window for a team is probably within those first five years of drafting a quarterback because you 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 have that much leverage on the rest of the team. You have a quarterback under control financially, fair point. Fair point. and you can go yeah. ahead and build and go in free agency and whatnot. Seattle. That's what Seattle did. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at point, I'm looking Joe. right now, thinking of it as the Giants' passing attack. Eli is your quarterback right now. You draft the quarterback. Let's say you draft, I don't know, Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. You have him in there. He's going to sit in the wings. He's the third string or second string. Davis Webb is now your third string. You have him under. You have him solidly under contract for the next four plus. You know, five years. Well, first round pick, you, you pretty much have them in control if you don't extend them for like first for five years. You have them for four years and an option, fifth year, you right, do all yeah. that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. team option, right? So you have them for five years under contract, controlled, financially, right? Mm-hmm. That frees you up for the next five years to go out and get these free agents and build a solid team. Where Josh Rosen may not be the guy that's going to take over that team. Eli's still your guy. I don't know when Eli's contract runs up, but uh, it's He's got, over. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has two years left. Two years. So for the next two years, you have a championship window where you have a stout defense. For whatever reason, they sucked last year, but you have a pretty solid defense, right? Um, but you can go out and add to your receiving core. You got Ingram. You have Odell Beckham, which you know, cocaine, otherwise, and all that stuff outside of outside of the fact he is he is a a best in the game. He is a game breaking wide receiver. You know, he is that sort of talent. The um, best player in the NFL. Well, there you go. No, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the NFL. I mean, However, Odell, I'll give I'll give I'll give how many how many receivers can take a five yard slant and take it sixty yards? Uh, Antonio Brown. Okay, name me another one. Julio Jones. Mm. You take mm. – this is what Odell is. You take Julio Jones, right? Uh-huh. And then you take Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. And you put those two people together, that is Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> he's big, he's you small, can't he's say that. You can't say that in relation gets, to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is legit the best like wide receiver. He's not. He's a small dude. Given Odell Beckham's pedigree, Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver hands down. In the uh, NFL. I mean, you can, yeah, if, if you want to say he's the best, that's fine. I don't know by hands down. Given Odell's pedigree, given Odell's pedigree, I would still go. He's about five years older than Odell too, but yeah. yeah okay. But I mean, just look, just look at the resume. You can't, you can't take away what Antonio. Uh, if you want to go by a resume, Odell's first three years compared to Antonio, there's no comparison. Odell blows him out of the water. Not yeah. even a comparison. You can't even compare it. You can't. 
even with that Not said, you get Odell, you have Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't you go get a Crabtree? Add him oh, in there. Crabtree just signed with the Ravens, so you can't get Crabtree. Oh, Crabtree's done. There you go. You can't so. get a Macklin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they should. I think, like you said, go go after like a honey badger. They should focus on defense again. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do there. If, again, if you can't get Barkley, trade back because then you save money even on your draft pick if you trade back. That's what true. I would do if you can't get Barkley. Trade back, get more picks so you can build whatever you can that way for the future as well. That's what I would do personally. Shout Drafting out, a quarterback sh- is my third option on which the Giants would do. So, shout out to the Jets who – are perennial losers in the draft. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. might you be want, willing to trade up. Here you go, New York Jets. Take, take, take. Give, give me your pick. You, you know what? what? You I, I mean, I, I agree with you. The only thing I would say is, if they don't get Barkley, like if we're, he's gone or whatever, I'd say get a quarterback if you believe in one. If they truly don't believe in one, then yeah, I'd say trade back. But if you believe in one of these quarterbacks, I mean, you, you have to take them. And then you, if you, even if you believe in Davis Webb and you, you. I mean, I, you uh, figured out Leia. And uh, just like that, uh, Matteo has signed with the Houston Texans. So Really? He's that, on the Texans? That's all, yeah, I just saw the alert on my phone. So, so are they going with Dante Foreman? Uh, the running back? Who? Did they release Lamar Miller, or is he still there? No, I'm talking, this is the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, they still have Miller or they have Dante Foreman going full time? Uh, well, Matteo? Yeah. talking about he's a cornerback, but I'm saying I'm thinking right now offensively. Like, they, they obviously have uh, – Deshaun Watson, Watson coming back. Yeah. They have their receiving core coming back. Yeah. They're in need of a tight end. Eric Ebron is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And their running game, they have Lamar Miller and Dante Foreman, who Foreman is a better running back. So I'm wondering, did they let go of he Lamar didn't show, Miller? He did show it last year. Yeah, he did. He had his flashes and so on, then he got hurt. You know, and well, then, no, they had, they had Lamar Miller and Foreman. Foreman. Yeah. Why would they let go of Miller? Well, when Foreman spelled him and came in, Foreman, I think, and correct me, but you can look it up. I believe Foreman had something like four plus four and a half yards per clip. Like he nah. was he was legit. Uh, I, I mean, I have to double check about how he died. And he's averaging like three point five per carry, three point four. Nah, I think he was. Uh, I think he was upwards of four. But either way, I think. Alex, yep. How worried? How worried are you that your quarterback might be gone? Have you considered that? That he might be gone. Yeah, when he's a free agent. He's not going how anywhere. Long, how he's, long is on the contract for? He's not, go- he's not going anywhere. He will be re-signed. And then when the numbers no, come no, out, no, it'll no, be no, something no. that's just no, ridiculous. No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers is in a different ballgame, man. He's about getting money. Exactly. He's, he's, not, going, he's, he's not going. He's not going. He is not going anywhere. And especially in relation to what Cousins just got. In relation to what Cousins just got. That's what I'm saying. Like Cousins just got that amount of money. The Packers will do right by him. And I'm thinking at a, at a minimum, let me see, 30 and I would say he can get like three years and like $110 million guaranteed, which is about $35 million a year, something he's, like that. He's going to get that's something ridiculous. That's what he deserves. And it warrants his money. Yeah, it warrants what fully, he is, you know. Fully guaranteed. Exactly. Exactly. And he's worth every fully penny. Guaranteed. Worth every penny. He is worth every penny, you're right. The only he's downside, uh, and we opened the show with this, the only downside to what I feel the Packers are doing is that they're not solidifying that offensive line or even the tight end position with people to protect him. Because uh, uh, Jimmy, Graham? Jimmy Graham is not somebody who's going to protect him. He can dump <laughs> off the ball into Jimmy, but I don't even, I don't even have, I don't have enough faith in Jimmy Graham to get open on routes. I don't know how, how you know, and this, this is, this is my ignorance on Jimmy Graham. He's still a lot of injuries. I don't too. know. Yeah, he's, I don't, he's injury prone. One. And then two, I don't know how great of a route runner Jimmy Graham is. 
I understand he's athletic, and his size is what makes him kind of like one of those tough to deal with players. You know, at, especially at that position. You know, it's that it's that it's that new that new tight end that you want in the NFL. The Evan Engram, you want the Jordan Reed, you want you want you know uh, Jimmy Graham. You want these guys that can go out there and can move kind of like wide receivers. But I don't I don't. You know, I've watched Aaron Rodgers over the years. You have as well. The NFL has. Everyone here has. He is predicated, and this is why it hurt me so much on Jordy Nelson leaving. He is predicated on timing, route running, being where you're supposed to be at the time he's going to re- release that ball. I've seen Jordy Nelson turn around and catch a ball right in his pocket without knowing it's going to come there, with visually knowing it's there, but understanding that Aaron is going to hit him at that time. And I don't know... If Jimmy Graham is that guy that's going to do that for us, especially in year one, right? Well, I also know that that play against Dallas, the play call was everybody run left and get open. Like I don't think it matters with Aaron Rodgers, man. He's going to get you the football. Yeah, run the route. He's run, man. He's going yeah. to get you the football. And in that, and then you think about that, and I'm Mike McCarthy. I'm just putting myself in his shoes. Let's give him a bigger toy. Let's give him something to play with. Let's give him something to run exactly. around on the field. Something to throw to, right? But then it's also like we need Aaron to run and hopefully not get his clavicle broken again by by uh, by a bar, by an Damakasu, by somebody that's just gonna go ahead and break him. He shined with Drew Brees, so I don't know. He's gonna shine with Aaron. I don't know. I'm picking him in my draft. Hey, hey, I there's no fault in that because I mean a high powered offense, Aaron Rodgers behind that throw, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it it he is appealing, you know. I just. I have a bunch of question marks around Jimmy, and it's, it isn't about like his I mean, performance. I just, I just his health, how he fits into the offense, and just you know, it's it, you're bringing in a new toy. If, Great, but if he can stay, if he can stay healthy, he can be a 15 touchdown guy. I mean, I think he has that kind of potential. But look at him in year one in Seattle. Year one in Seattle was not great. You know, he moved into a new system, a new runner. You know, and it was just, I mean, Russell Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers. Granted, Russell Wilson is no slouch either, though. Right, and it's just he didn't shine until year three in Seattle, and then even then he was still plagued by injury and all that business. So there's a bunch of question marks there. But ultimately, the 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 the, the I guess what I what I see out of that signing is let's go pass first score, but you you're being ignorant to the fact, or not even ignorant, you're just ignoring the fact that your quarterback just got his collarbone broken. Like I. I see the Eagles, I see the Patriots, I see the Browns, I see all these guys, and they invest money in offensive and defensive lines because I think that's where you win the game. You know, all this other stuff is just intrinsic, it's just secondary. Blake Bortles went to the AFC Championship. Case Keenum and, and Nick Foles won a fucking Super Bowl. But they had lines behind them that they can move. Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. He's a backup. This backup quarterback is won the Super Bowl over Tom Brady. Exactly. And he had a line to protect him so he can make these throws. And if you get somebody to protect Aaron Rodgers, do you think Aaron Rodgers is not going to dissect the football team in front of him? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, so why are we spending this money on Jimmy Graham? Spend it on what's what's the uh, what's it Solomon? What's the, the guy you guys drafted? Uh, uh not signed, uh, drafted, uh, signed from uh, oh, Nate Solden. Solden. Spend it on Solden. Like, why? You know, why are we spending on Jimmy Graham? Why are we letting go of Jordy to bring in Jimmy? Shout to my boy Gettleman because he's getting that offensive line together. That's what we needed. That's what you need, man. Even Eli. You know what? As much as I shit on Eli for being an average quarterback, he is an average quarterback with two 
three when exceptional performances good. and an Iron Man and an Iron Man uh, he resume. Green, he went into Green Bay twice and beat the Packers. You know what? He's, he is. He is. He is. He is the quarterback. You know, I won't even say the quarterback. He, he beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl and won MVP. He is a quarterback you want when the time gets tough and like your pressure's on because he's not going to buckle under the pressure. But he is also somebody that I wouldn't. You know, if I'm if I'm picking if I have a pickup game, I'm not going to go ahead and say let me get Eli over Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? I don't think of him in that in that in that respect. I but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't think of him in that respect, and that, and I, and that's fair. You know, to Mike's point, that's fair. If I need that one game, one, I'm taking Eli Manning. I don't know about that. You know what, Joe? I mean, you know what it is. The last couple years, he's not buckling under. I don't know about that. You know, the last couple years, he's kind of, he's kind of fell off a little bit. Nah, in his peak years, yeah, I definitely would take Eli. I mean, there was nah, yeah, but there was some, there was a point where, as far as fourth quarter comebacks, and like within a five year span, he led like all NFL quarterbacks with the most comebacks. So I mean, he's not been the same. He just hasn't. He just tailed off from that. I don't know if he can still do that. I mean, let's see. I mean, got Shermer there now, who should. Kind of steer him in the right direction, hopefully. Eli, so. to me, is a guy that benefits. I think he could do especially, it. Especially he, he had to watch his back for the last three years. Yeah, you know especially how given. Clutch when you watching your back on every play. Exactly. Yeah. Given his mobility issues, right? The man can't run like yeah, an Aaron Rodgers can. Is, the thing is, is, if he doesn't have the time to throw, then he's worthless. And then that, you that's know? one half of it. The other half of it is this. Eli is at his best when he can use play action. You can't use play action if you oh, don't have yeah. a running game. Yeah. So that's why you get Saquon at number two. You invest in the offensive line the way they get them in is right now. And if they could put, if they could do those two things, get Saquon and and Eli can go behind that, work behind that, and then now you have Odell Beckham. And the thing that was killing the Giants, why the Giants have only scored like twenty points a game in the last couple of years, is because teams kept playing with the two high safeties. So they weren't bringing any safeties into the box because. Just you gotta respect a, Eli. Yeah. Just, I mean, just with a set with with that front seven, they're able to stop the run game. But now you got Saquon Barkley, you got a better offensive line, and you can't play too high safety anymore. So that opens up the game for Odell too. I mean, so uh, I, I, I mean, I'm excited. The Giants, I mean, especially if they can get Saquon Barkley and get another guard is, or a tackle in the second round of the draft. I, I mean, I like where things are going. And maybe this isn't totally under the radar, but. You know, uh, this is one of those names that's not being talked about, and it's one of those like, oh, he's on the draft board type of thing when it comes to this time of season. Evan Engram, man. Uh, given yeah. what he did, given what he did the situation last year and what he did in that offense, now with a real running game, potentially, yeah. and an offensive line, potentially, and a healthy receiving core, Evan Engram, I think. Eli loves his tight end, man. Eli loves his tight end. So. Evan Engram, man, be, I think. To be, to be fair, though, the one thing, one knock or criticism I would have of Engram, he's got to learn how to, I mean, he's got to, he's got to block better. His I mean, he's one of those guys. He's a Jimmy Graham. He's, a, he's one of these guys he that wasn't, don't block. He wasn't good last year. He's got to get better. So, I mean, that's something that he should probably work on more than anything else this offseason. So. And it's just one of those situations. But, again, that goes back to, like, that goes back to, like, the inadequacy of what I've seen the Packers doing in free agency and that. I think the Packers whole the whole problem is protecting the quarterback and just solidifying that offensive line. You know, uh, Montgomery. We got three. We've got three stout running backs. Stout. I don't know about stout. No, they're not shitty running backs. You know what I mean? They can share time. You're running back to wide receiver. Look, they're they're exactly they're receiving backs and and we've got receive and we got running back that can run through oh, the we got running. You didn't have one. <laughs> No, Jackson. Jackson can run through the tackles. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it, it's it's who, who, who was uh, the breakout was uh, Jamal Williams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
No, no, it's not uh, Jamal Williams. Aaron, um, uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah. And he can hit the tackles. He's he can hit good. outside. He can hit those runs. You know what I'm saying? We've got three running backs on the roster, but you got to give him an offensive line. You got to give Aaron Rodgers time to throw. You give Aaron Rodgers and that offensive line and those running backs time to move and actually space. That offense is just nasty. Without Jimmy Graham, just stay in, stay in status quo. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and Richard Rodgers at fucking tight end, and we can still get it done. You know what I mean? And that's that's my gripe with with what the Packers did. But going back to think, Eli and the Giants, just real quick before you get away from that, the biggest thing with the Packers, though, in all honesty, in my opinion, I know you say you feel like it's the offensive line. I think it's the defense. It is. I mean, you tried to get uh, the kid, the cornerback from uh, from Chicago today, Fuller. It is. And they had. They had uh, five Chicago the Bears have five days to match and they already matched it. So you're not getting him. Well, the Bears would be silly to let go of Kyle Fuller. Yeah, so but I mean, you know, and that's one of those things where we'll probably address it in the draft. And I and I actually I'm actually confident that we can address some of those secondary issues in the draft. Because our safeties are fine. You know, um our linebacker core is okay. This is this is a um, good defensive this is line. Supposedly a good draft for corners too. Yeah, defensive line is pretty solid. Now that we got Muhammad too. I think the defense will be better. Um I think too much is is too much um, praise is, is is given to Clay Matthews, uh, given what he gives you. Uh, essentially, I don't I don't think praise he's given to Mike McCarthy. He's the reason you got the trash. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I, I actually agreed. Finally, Mike Mike has been on this, this shit for like for two years, years at least, now. at least two years. He's a quack. At least two years, Mike has been on a fire Mike McCarthy, and I'm like, nah, he's been all right. He's been all right. But this is the yeah, first year I've been like, what the fuck is Mike McCarthy doing? You know, it, you know, it's one of those things. And I think I think the Packers will be okay. Um, I think that obviously the Giants, given the given record wise, the Giants Aaron, have a little bit more questions. Well, Aaron Rodgers is 34 years old, so the clock is ticking. It's that collarbone, man. Those things break really easily. That's what uh, that's what scares me, man. He's had this injury before. He had it a second time, right? And then you don't solidify the offensive line. You're gonna try to do it in the draft, well, and you know we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it pans out. I mean, we had injuries at the offensive line, but um, collectively, I think this NFL draft is ripe with like league shaking talent you know um we have we have top line talent saquon barkley and even qbs and whatnot to middle of the middle of the round talent where we can that lsu running back i mean the giants i could see them falling back uh, into a situation where you, where Ronald, you pick that Ronald guy. jones yeah. yeah i see i see a situation where the giants fall back on that um and like, solidify like, what I they like, got going I like on guys from uh, uh lsu yeah and you know it's just i i think i think there's there's a bunch of plug and play in this draft and even more so in free agency, um, you know. I mean, Crabtree obviously just got signed, but you got you got tons of talent out there um, at wide receiver. Uh, you got Eric Ebron that's floating around at tight end, which yeah. we'll see where he lands. You know, um, offensive line there's still guards and tackles to be had at uh, offensive line free agency positions. And later later in the season, you get them for cheaper. Um, QB, we seen the shakeup. We seen Kirk Cousins in, in Minnesota. Uh, fuck. The Vikings, you know, I don't think Kirk Cousins is as good as those as the dollars uh, amount to. I I ran the stats. I I've been doing, you know, I'm gonna put it up on the website. I'm gonna put this up on the website, nmfpod.com. I'm gonna put it up the comparison of of Kirk Cousins first three years, and I want to say first three years as a starter versus Casey Keenum, Case Keenum, and um, it's comparable. You can have the argument where you know what. I'm not saying that Case Keenum is better. 
But if you're going to spend $80 million on, on Kirk Cousins, you can get away with spending 50 on Keenum and still have similar production. Case Keenum is garbage. No. One year. No. No. One year. He is garbage. No. Every other year. Every other year he is trash, bro. Case Keenum He's is never started. No, no. He's never had a full year until last year. And even then, he only had 15 games. I got to see him do it again, though. He's never had a full year. That's the one thing I'll say no. about Keenum. I got to no, see him do it again. Cousins has three years under his belt. I'll give Cousins he has three years under his belt. But if you okay. look at year one. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins either, but I definitely know about Case Keenum. That dude's trash. How could you? He <laughs> took him to the NFC Championship. Like, it wasn't no other quarterback. Case Keenum went there. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Kirk got, Cousins did not. The, so did the, just like the Jaguars got Blake Borders in there with that bum. But so, so that that's that's what I mean. Like Case Keenum, Keenum is Blake Bortles. Case Keenum guy. is not going to turn your franchise around. And I want to I want to I want to make sure I highlight that Case Keenum is not going to be your franchise steer your steer your steer you into the promised land. He's not going to do that. You give him a solid Case team. You fall him into it. You Case Keenum as my backup. You put no. You wild. You put Case Keenum in in a solid situation, and he will deliver. He's shown it. And get you to the championship game, Mark Sanchez. He's, That's what he's going to be. He's not going to get you any further. He's shown it. He's shown it. But he's also doing it for $50 million, great, right? Let's say. Really good. Be really good. He'll get you to that championship game. Let's say he garners $50 million. The Vikings just gave Kirk, Cousin, Kirk Cousins $80 million guaranteed, right? Is that Am I wrong there? Is it $80 million guaranteed? Cool. Kirk Cousins. Um, I think it was eighty. It was almost ninety because it, 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 his average yeah, is like yeah, his average is like twenty seven million guaranteed per year for the next three years. So they gave him like ninety million. Listen 80, to, I mean, million? if you if you if you think about this just holistically, they gave him ninety million oh, for one more million. game. I mean, no, uh, eighty one million. I'm sorry. They gave him ninety million for one more game than what Keenum already took him to. Yeah, you know, and it's just like what? Keenum's never, if I'm not mistaken, Cousins has made at least one Pro Bowl. Keenum's never made a Pro Bowl. No, no, that's great. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I, and and I I don't mean this to dis. Uh, and I know it sounds I, this way. I, I don't I, mean I like it. I like Cousins a lot more than Keenum. It doesn't. So. I don't want to shit on Cousins because he did put up three phenomenal. He's been over four thousand yards as a starter mm-hmm. every year he started. You know, I mean, for the last three years, and that's that's phenomenal. You know, um, but their TD rate, their INT rate, their QB rating is similar. Given a full Sorry, season. Given a full season. Honey Badger signed with the Texans? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I, I said that before. Yeah, he's with the Texans. Oh, man, I want to miss that one. Yeah, Giants, Giants uh, lost out on that. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it was nice to have him. He, I, I saw here he signed for one year, $7 million. Wow, and he wanted more money. He could have he could have. Well, I mean, he's still, he's still getting some type of money from the uh, Cardinals, so. Oh, okay. Got to get okay. something from that, so if I'm not mistaken, so. When is the draft? I'm sorry. I think it's April 26th. Okay. On Thursday. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it's the 26th. So April 26th, we're going to see the Browns actually deliver. We're going to see them get Saquon Barkley. We're going to uh, see no, the Giants they, trade they, down. They will fuck it up. <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to see the Browns fuck up and Saquon Barkley go to the Giants. It'd actually be cool. What? What if? What if Saquon pulls and Eli? And says, I'm not gonna play for you guys. It's not his. It's not in his character to do that. I mean, if you if you read all the or heard all the interviews with this kid, 
Yeah, I mean, he he said that uh, every team, he said that he doesn't doesn't matter what team he goes to, he'll just be grateful to be drafted. The kid has, I think, then that's a part of it. That's what part of why I want him on the Giants so much is not just not the fact, not just the fact that he the way he excelled on the field at Penn State or the way he killed the combine. It's also his his attitude, man, and what what looks like his work ethic. Like I've watched some videos of him working out. Like the kid, he just gets it. You know what I mean? And he he's already said that he kind of like wants to be like Barry Sanders, where when Barry would score, Barry didn't do anything crazy in the end zone. He just handed the, re- the referee the ball. So I he said that. I do want to see him do like a Fortnite like dance or something. Nah, you're not going to get that out of Barkley. I want to see something like that. He's the antithesis of Odell. I want to see him be like Juju. Yeah. Like Juju Smith is, is uh, he's becoming, he's slowly, not slowly, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite you players. Too many of those Juju, guys on the same team, man. That's true too. Yeah, but Juju's a good character guy too, and he just has fun on the field, man. He's a he's a good kid. Seems like a good around. kid, yeah. Yeah, all around he's a good guy, man. Um uh you know, he's not an Odell, you know. Yeah, I don't I... talented wise from a talent standpoint, you're right. He is not Odell <laughs> from a talent standpoint. Sorry, sorry, Juju. He's a good kid and all, but uh no. <laughs> but anyway, man, we segue in here. Thank you again for joining us here, Joe. Uh, taking the time and talking, uh, talking some giant no, talk. No uh, really quickly, though, I got something from Mike. Um, baseball season's coming up. I wonder if you remember something. Okay. Um, in honor of today, which is three sixteen, Austin three sixteen Stone Cold Day, or something like that. <laughs> I see that. Do you remember when we went to that playoff game against Cleveland? This is why they owe us. That's how I know they're gonna fuck it up. When they eliminated us at Yankee Stadium. When Cleveland eliminated us at Yankee Stadium in the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, 2000. What are you talking about? The Manny Ramirez days? Or are you talking about now? No, no, no. Yeah, this... the Jabba Chamberlain days. Yeah, the, 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 okay. that was, that was the Locust, a... the locust inv- yeah. infestation and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that same, the same yeah. series. Yeah, uh, I forgot the year that was, to be honest with you. Yeah. But you remember, yeah, we went to that game. Though. Yeah, I remember. I think that was uh, that was the old Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a do when the Yankees were like not doing well. It was quiet. There was a random guy. He was yelling at Bobby Abreu, Abreu, who was in the right field, which okay. where we were sitting. And he was like, "Bobby, this is bullshit." <laughs> do you remember that? No, nah, I don't remember that, man. <laughs> that's, that's the only funny thing I remember from that day. Everything else is terrible about it. No, it was, it was it was it was it was depressing. It was there was never a rally. That's the biggest nothing, thing that I remember. There was there was nothing. It was like Cleveland came in, they beat us, and that yeah, was it. Yeah, it was nothing to cheer about. Like, a Rod home run, but we were down like five. I think it was just nothing. nothing Shout out and, and that's why that's why between that's between that series, okay, which off the top of my head I can't remember the year between that series and '97, the year after we won in '96 when they beat us that time too. We owed them for last year, and I'm glad that we Strike got it done. Three. You're out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Another sound. <laughs> yeah, Alex is uh, Alex is the one controlling that. He gets a little crazy with it, but uh, yeah, uh, Yankees look strong this year, so uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited about, out of all my teams. That's the team that I'm most excited about, the Yankees. So see what happens. Yeah, me too. I feel like uh, potential to win right now. Yeah, definitely Yankees. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely in honor of uh, Stone Cold Day and uh, What the Duke Show. Uh, probably this is probably yeah, you know, Joseph, show, man. Yeah, let us know where can we find you, uh, Twitter, uh, podcast wise, uh, social media, all that stuff. Uh, well, well, yeah, social media. Well, po- podcast wise, will be up uh, hopefully in a week or so. I've um, got a couple of episodes 
um, down that I've put up. So it'll be a couple that you'll be able to kind of listen to to see where I've been at and what I've been doing. What are you covering yeah, on the podcast, I mean, by the way? In terms of what were you saying? What are you covering on the podcast? Is it uh, sports related, um, news? What are we doing? It's, it's, um, it's, it's kind of reinvented. It's going to be obviously, I like sports, so you're going to hear a lot of that. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty well rounded talking about everything from sports. So like you guys do gaming, but also movies, media, social, oh, man, the Avengers trailer um, just dropped. some social stuff that I got. Some people that are gonna come on to talk about. So uh, gonna really uh, talk about it all and uh, a lot about me. So a lot of stuff <laughs> I've been going through personally. So yeah, it's gonna okay. be different, but it's gonna be cool. Okay, that's fun. So that's, that's fun. Uh, where can we find that? Yeah, where can we find what oh, the yeah, Duke? Uh, so now my Twitter handle obviously is our Twitter James Duke thirty one. I also have a um, at what the Duke pod. Um, I had its own uh, Twitter, so they'll start tweeting once the show comes live. And then you can on Facebook is just my name, Joseph Omeda. Uh, I'll be, uh, you know, I follow you guys. Um, I already subscribed to the podcast and the YouTube. So appreciate it. Um, good show. If if, if uh, didn't come through, um, at what the Duke is the podcast. Uh, look them up on iTunes. Um, check them out. It's a, it's definitely sports life related. Uh, another Joseph is a longtime friend of the show. And uh, thank you, thank you again for coming on. Hey man. Joe, do you uh, do you have it on iTunes? I think you had to do something else, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I have it on iTunes, and I also have it on like um, its own. Where I have a web page, a web page as well, which is imjamesduke.com. Okay. So, and you can get the podcast right there, so you can do it for download it for Android and iTunes. Okay. I'm uh, awesome. probably gonna try to get it on Spotify uh, as well. Awesome. Oh, okay. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah, no, good this luck, was good fun. for you guys on uh, not my fault, man, but it's definitely your fault. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's always your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah, man. It's funny. Like the show, uh, you know, uh, we go through we go through our, our motions here, but um, the goal is always to give some information out there, give some insight, give some emotion, uh, bring it from a New York angle. Bring it from a sports, uh, a local fan angle. That's Mike, the local fan there. In terms of football, anyway, we're always Knicks fans here at, at heart. Yeah. Yankees, fan is, uh, Yankees fans as well. Um, which actually, you know, uh, you guys have mentioned that 316 and so on. Uh, that'd, be a good, that'd be a good thing for like maybe a future, a future episode where we talk about uh, uh, funny bleacher stories. I've got... Oh, yeah. I've got a few. I've got I, a few. I got some. I've got, got a few. Got a we, can, we can get into some funny Yankee stories, man, and we get some call-ins on all that stuff. That's another show, yeah. That's another episode cool, in the future. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a season. Yeah, yeah, we get you to call in and so on. It'd be, it'd be really cool. And, um, yeah, as always, um, the goal of the show is to make you feel something. So if we pissed you off, if we've angered you in any way, if uh, we made you laugh, if we made you think that the Browns are not going to fuck up the draft uh, and the Giants are going to go ahead and actually luck out here, uh, if we made you think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl or the Patriots are going to go in the toilet, mm. um, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, that's that's the goal of the show. But uh, ultimately, um, if you want to hate, it's not our fault. It's not um, our fault. Remember to uh, catch us on uh, on iTunes. Uh, you catch us on YouTube. You can subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and, uh like I said before, buy some T-shirts, buy some sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> All of that goes back into supporting the show um, so we can keep this thing running for you guys, produce some more entertainment, get get into uh, get into bigger things. We Twitch got streams. bills to pay, guys. We got bills, bills to, play. to play, to pay. We got Fortnite to play. We got streams going on. We're trying, <laughs> we trying to get Drake on a what? Fortnite stream, Fortnite. you know? We're trying to get in there with it, too, you know? And yeah. we do the game and we do the, we do the sports. But, no, ultimately, uh, you can find us at NotMyFaultForReal on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can find Mike 
at, at Bronx, Legend. Bronx Legend on Twitter. Um, is that also Instagram or? It's also on Instagram. It's also on Twitter. Okay. Um, even on Xbox, um, on PS4. So yeah, so you can find them just at Bronx Legend. Just getting more Knicks insight and all that sort of stuff. And ultimately, again, ratings, reviews. We appreciate everything there. Check, tell us check, we suck. Tell us we love. Tell us we love us. We got some articles on there too. Yeah, we push up content just about every week. Two to three articles a week. It's uh, www.nmfpod.com. And with that, deuces, my peoples. Later.